You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. So, laying treasure in heaven. And it, it says several things that we don't have the time to continue to count one after the other. But I, I just speak something that I want to share from what he said on Sunday. He talked about uh, giving to the poor and to the needy. It's not only bringing the uh, offering and tithe and doing good. He talks about doing good. So, giving to the poor and to the needy. In Proverbs 19.17, says that when you give to the poor, you learn to God. And when you learn to God, it will come back to you. God pays. It's not like a man that I may forget that you lend me something. And you start pursuing me up and down for me to bring, to pay you back. But God, when we give to the poor, he said we lend to God. And when we learn to God, when God is bringing it in return, he will multiply it. So, and he talks about seed sowing. You know, when you do good, you are sowing seed. And a farmer that goes to the farm, that carry a bag, 100 kg of uh, uh, rice, you see him throwing them in the feed. He throw the seed, he throw the seed, throw the seed. That's rice. He could have milled it and eat it, but he decided to scatter it. You see him throwing it. It's as if he's wasting it. But because the man has a mindset, the farmer has a mindset that this one bag of 100 kg I'm dropping, I'm going to have another 100 bag in return. He keeps his focus there that when I harvest these things I'm throwing away, in return I'm going to have 100 bag. So it's not a, a big deal to him to scatter those 100 kg bag of rice. So in laying that foundation, I just want to dwell on doing good tonight. Is part of our what we learn on Sunday. Doing good is very that is what the few time that we have will run through. Why, as a church, why, as a son of God, as a child of God, why we must in our heart we must desire to do good. Doing good is a caption that we are going to be looking at in continuation of uh, the what we're taught on Sunday. So, Christians are meant to separate themselves. From the spirit of this age. There's a spirit of this age. And that spirit is all over. And one of the spirits of this age is spirit of selfishness. And as children of God, we need to separate ourselves from the spirit of this age. So that we don't live a selfish life. Instead, we will serve others. He said, for us to do good, we are not doing it for recognition of men. The world, the spirit of this age, whatever they do is for recognition. They don't go to an occasion and just lavish money. They want to be recognized. But we, as children of God, every good we do, we are not doing it so that men will recognize us. We are not doing the good so that men will applaud us. So that they, ah, this man is the one that gives the... That is why when you give, nobody sees how much you are giving. He said, as you are proposing in your heart, so give. 
the God that sees in secret will reward you openly. It's only him that sees. So, we are not doing any good. If you give me anything, you are not doing it so that the whole church will applaud. Ah, you just bought him a car. Oh, he just rented a house for him. Oh, he just bought him a new pair of shoes. Oh, he do this. He do, he... So, whatever good we are doing, as children of God, we are not looking for applaud of men. We are not doing it for recognition so that we will be recognized. Yes, there are people that come to church. They want to give so that pastor will see them. They may want to do it so that pastor will recognize them. But that is not our calling as children of God. The Lord will help us. You will do good based on revelation. Every good we are doing is based on revelation. So we don't need man to thank us. We don't need man to applaud us. So Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 25. That is my test tonight. Matthew 25. Can we start from verse 35 to 46 quickly? We are in the final day. In this scripture, this Matthew 25, is started by several stories that Jesus gave. Before he gets to this level, he talks about the talent. He talks about uh, in the ten virgins. After the ten virgins, he talks about talent. Some people were given talent. Five, two, one. Now he also talks about the separation of the sheep from the goats. So all these things talks about the end time. When you look at that story very well, it's talking about the end time. The ten virgin, five were foolish and five were wise. They gave, they prepared themselves, they carried lamb, they did not carry extra oil. When the bridegroom came, those that went out to go and buy, they were locked out. Then the talent, those that were given five, they traded with it, they made profit and they returned when the master returned. So now, the one that we want to talk, talk about tonight is when the nations were gathered on the last day, when they were gathered all the nations, then he said he will separate the goats from the sheep. The sheep will be on the right-hand side, the goats will be on the left-hand side. And to the sheep, he said he will tell them, he said, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was stranger and you took me in. Continue. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him. Those are the sheep saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothed you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. I will stop there for now. We'll continue to 46. I will take the other side because of time. You see, Jesus is the one saying this. So it's not the apostle. Jesus. He said, after he has separated the sheep from the goat, he faced the sheep, the righteous one, because the sheep are the righteous ones that he has prepared heaven for. You know, the sheep, they say, he hear the voice of the shepherd. The shepherd also know his sheep. Now, as believers, as sons of God, we are supposed to be sheep because Jesus is our shepherd. 
And he said, on that last day, on that final day, after the sheep have been separated, because seated here, I believe we are not going to have any goats among us. I don't want to be goats. And I don't wish anyone to be goats. Because the goat will have their side. And the sheep will have their side. He said, now, he said, because of the importance of doing good, he reminded the sheep. He was telling them. And they did all this. They never knew. They did all these things that Jesus mentioned. They didn't know. And that is why they were asking him, when were you sick? When were you hungry that we will give you food to eat? When were you naked that we gave you cloth to wear? They were asking him because they didn't know. They did all that. They never knew because they didn't do it for recognition. So they did not receive applause from any man. They didn't know. They were just doing their own thing. And Jesus is telling them, say, because you have done it to all this. Because if Jesus should appear physically now, I'm sure some of us will close our account and want to give him. Because we have seen that it is Jesus. Now, he said, because you have done it to this list among your brethren, every little gift that you have given, every visitation that you have done, he said, I was in prison. You visited me. He said, you have done it to me. Ah, I was sick in the hospital. You took out time out of your tight schedule, busy schedule. You stopped by to visit Say you did it to me. The word moves me. The word touched my soul. How much opportunity do we have? How long are we going to stay on this earth? Because the end can come now. Can we say? Can he tell us? Well done, my faithful servant. You have done all these things that you have done. So now the word is coming to us so that we will wake up. Yes, we are, everybody is busy. Everybody on, in Abuja here, we are busy. And we stay very far. We don't even know our houses. We don't visit. Somebody might be at the verge of committing suicide. You're just stopping by. Can bring the, that man to life. Can bring that woman to life. At the verge of committing suicide, I said, I'm tired. I've done all I need to do. I don't know what to do anymore. And just stopping by. That call, I just checked on you can turn the situation around. He said, because you have done it. Then he talked to the goat. After he has told the sheep, this is what you have done. And you did it to me. The same thing to the goat. He said, look at you. I was this. You never visited. I was hungry. You never gave me. He said, but when? We didn't know. He said, because you didn't do it. If you read it, that is the story. He said, you didn't give me to drink when I was thirsty. When I was homeless, you never take me in. And you have four-bedroom apartments. You never consider. You never thought of saying, oh, come and stay for a while. Why things improve for you? You go, you go and get your own accommodation. So these little things can't. And it's so important to Jesus for him to bring the story in this chapter. I pray that the Lord grant us understanding tonight. And we continue to run. That in this year, 2024, hey, I will be running you will be running. We want to outdo each other. I want to be the one. Oh, I hear. Oh, let me be the first that will be there. That will be your desire. That should be my desire. That should be our earnest desire this year. To do good to all men. As we continue, you see that it's not only for the Christian alone. That we have to do good. So, we will not shut our boy. We will not shut our ear that we didn't hear. 
And most times when it happens, you regret it. Ah, the Lord, you laid this thing in my heart. How come? Maybe you are just passing by on the street. You see that your gate man. The Lord prompts you. Why not bless him? That 500 that is remaining, just give it to him. I beg. You ignore. You didn't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We pray that in this year, the voice of the Spirit will be so loud that we will not be able to ignore in the mighty name of Jesus. That we will continue to do good. You know, we are in the final day and this is the end time. And because we are in the end time, all this thing is resurfacing so that we can position ourselves. So that even if it happens now, we don't have any regrets. That the Lord will help us. He said, for we are his workmanship. Why must we do good? You know, Jesus, the Bible says, he was anointed by the Holy Ghost. And he went about doing good. Why are we supposed to do good as Christians, as believers? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. He said, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good work. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The Lord has already prepared it. He's not preparing it now. He's been prepared. He said, we are his workmanship. Jesus is living in you and I. And we are created for good work. So if you are a son and you are a daughter of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and you always think in your heart that I don't have much. See, it's not only by money that you can do good. Your smile, your cheerfulness can lift somebody's soul. Your greetings can lift somebody's soul. In this church, we don't have Kaba. Pastor is down to the earth. You want to see him, is accessible. In this age, there are places you can't see the senior pastor. Hmm? But here, it's open. So, we don't have any reason why we will not even greet. We will not check on, our, on ourselves. I am guilty because I don't know everybody's house. And I wish I could know everybody's house. And I'm ready to visit. Because the law says, he talks about that visitation. So we are created for good work. These are tools for evangelism. They say, ah, you are in the hospital. You see your church, almost the whole church come to visit you. And everybody is asking, which church is that one? That is evangelism. The person that is on the next bed say, I would like to belong to this kind of family. Where everybody is coming around. The Lord will open our eye in Jesus' name. Galatians 6 verse 2. Say we are supposed to carry each other's burden. Bear or carry each other's burden. And so we will fulfill the law. We say doing good. Your burden is my burden. If you are sick, somebody said, if somebody is sick, you cannot pay somebody to carry your sickness. But somebody can stand in gap with you in place of prayer. He said, bear one another's burden. That is what we are called to do as believers. We are children of the Most High. We are called to bear each other's burden. I should be able to lie on your shoulder. I will not be afraid. You should be able to lean on my shoulder. You should not be afraid. We should carry your burdens. When you have a burden, don't die with it. Cry out like that blind Bartimaeus. He cried out. They say, shut up. He said, hey, me, shut up. He cried the more. And that day he drew attention of Jesus Christ. He got his supernatural healing. So if you have a burden, don't keep it to yourself. It can kill. Burden, when he metamorphose, it can metamorphose into depression. And you are depressed. You can't even pray. And it will look as if your brethren have abandoned you. He said, cry out. 
share with your brother, share with your sister. You see, because we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that we have, that is why we continue to pray for discernment, that the Lord open our eyes, that we have a spirit of discernment, that I will see you, I should be able to know that you are not okay. I should see my brother, I should see my sister, I know that you are not okay. Why? Because of the spirit of discernment. You know that something is wrong. And the spirit will prompt you to ask questions and say, ah, it's not, it's not you. I know you. you are, something is wrong. And when you open up, the person will be able to share from that burden. He said we should bear one another's burden. The Lord will help us that we will bear each other's burden. In Jesus' name. Okay. Romans 12 verse 10. Say we should love one another. He said be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. This one is very deep. It means that if we have... Uh, one cup of rice and you knock at my house my door and you are my brother and you said since yesterday you have not eaten me i have eaten today i still have one cup of rice i should give you that cup of rice that is preferring preference to one another i prefer i honor you i say oh okay i have eaten let me drink water to support what i have taken let me give you that one cup of rice he said we should love one another with affection Love one another. Kindly affection. Affectionate. That is love. We should love one another. Some uh, translation will say love one another. We should love one another. And preferring one another. Honoring one another. The Lord will grant us understanding that in this year, 2024, we honor one another. You see, we have ministers. You see, we, we, they don't separate ministers from normal church brethren. We don't have special seats on the altar where people sit down. You can sit anywhere. You see, that does not mean that you should not give honor to whom honor is due. Praise the Lord. He said we should honor one another. So I honor you. Honor begets honor. Respect begets respect. So we need to do that and the Lord will help us. Give me Romans 12, 13. Okay. He said distributing, this is Paul speaking, to the needs of the saints. Given to hospitality. Given to hospitality. He says, share with the lost people who are in need. And we practice hospitality. There's a translation that said that. We practice hospitality. Hospitality, check in now. Hospitality, you are able to, you receive your brother into your house. You receive your sister. You are not afraid. You know, the system, because of what is happening in the world now, everybody is scared. Even, you see, I was telling somebody, I said, look, in this age that we find ourselves, if we are not careful as a Christian, we will shut our bow and when Jesus will come, we will not know. Because we lock up. We will not know when he will come. You see, Abraham was able to entertain angels. They were passerbys. They were just passing in, in human form. He received them. He was hospitable to them. He gave them food and the blessings were dropped. They could have just passed. Somebody, a total stranger can come and knock at your door. What about if it's Jesus Christ that has disguised to be a poor man that come to knock at your door at a late hour? And you say, I beg, I've gone to bed. You carry yourself. And this one, you don't even know whether it's a kidnapper. We will not open. The Lord will help us. That is why we need the spirit of discernment. When you discern, as you are just meditating, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to do. I pray that the spirit of God grant us understanding in Jesus' name. 
He even went further to say the same Roman 12 20. Roman 12 20. He said, Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, not to lay your brothers now. He said, Even if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him water to drink. For in so doing, you heap coal of fire upon him. He said, Even if your enemy is hungry, your enemy is hungry. And you know it's your enemy. He said, Give him. If he's thirsty, give him water. Doing good. It doesn't have limitation. That is why this scripture came up. He said, even your enemy, you know that this person is your enemy. He said, give him water to drink. Give him food. He's hungry. You know he's hungry. He said, come, come and take. Give him. So doing good, not only in giving food and water, not only providing shelter, we can also stand in gap and pray, even for our enemy. We tarry in the place of prayer. We pray for them. We intercede for them. And the Lord will deliver them. And that evil spirit that is making the person to perpetrate evil, we go and you become a child of God. And you are happy. And God too is happy. The Lord will grant us understanding in Jesus' name. Let's see Luke 6 verse 30. Apart from giving to your enemy, he said give to everyone. Your family member, the other believers in other places. He said give to everyone who asks of you. Everyone who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. This one is strong. He said, They carry your goods. He said, Don't ask them back, just leave it. That is why he said, He said, If they slap you, the best thing to, for you to do is to what? You turn the other cheek. That means you just walk away, you don't retaliate. So they carry your goods, you don't take your brother to court. Say, Because he, he collected your goods, you are taking him to court. He said, Just leave him. This is a strong one, but the Lord will grant us understanding, the grace to be able to apply it in our life in Jesus' name. Give me this one in message translation, John 15 verse 13. He said, this is the very best way to love. He said, put your life on the line for your friend. The best way. It's hard, but Jesus did it for us now. So, if Jesus died for us and he lives in us, it means that we can go extra mile. You see, putting your life in line for your friend, for your brother, is not to say, come and kill me instead of killing my brother. No. You can go extra mile. Extra mile. I can go extra mile for my brother, for my friend. So Jesus put his life online. He died, not even put it online. If you put it in line, you have not died yet. So he died. He allowed himself to be crucified. He was killed. A shameful death for you and I. So he said, if he has done that for us, he expects you and I. So in this year, 2024, it must be a deliberate action in your heart. You decide to say, I will help me. If the grace is not available, ask for it. The grace of God is available to help us. To help us, even as a church, is able to help us. Give me Romans 15 verse 1. He said, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruple of the weak and not to please ourselves. You see, some of us, even as we are seated here, our strength level varies. He said, but you that is very strong, when you see your brother that is weak, eh? you know we are army. We've been enrolled into the army of the Lord. And because we are in this army, if my brother receives a shot and is down, he becomes weak. I should not abandon him. I should try to lift him. You see, when you watch all this war film, when you watch all this war film, you see that when 
you are in the enemy's camp and one of your member is injured, you will not allow him in that camp. You must carry him to your own camp. So he says, you that is very strong, we ought to bear with the scruple, the weak, those that are weak, and not just please ourselves. As after all, you know, you know, since our road was blocked, you see, I, I begin to see that people are helping people. Before, you see, everything worked together for good. When this road was free, people drive away because you can just easily trek to the junction and get Okada. So people don't care. But now you have to go around before you get to the junction where you can take your cab. So people are now ready to help. You see, now, when they say those that are strong, you can be strong financially. Then you look at your brother that is weak financially. You support him. You lift him. That is what we're talking about. So the Bible says, if the judgment will start from the house of God, and if those that are inside are scarcely saved, what about those that are outside? If the judgment will start from here, and we that are inside, some are not even saved. And what about those that are not even inside at all? So that is why the Lord will help us that in this year, we'll be able to help each other. If I see that, oh, you used to come for prayer meeting, you don't come anymore. I should, it is my duty to call to check on you or to begin to pray for you. Why is, why is this my brother going back? I hope he's not backsliding. Father, help him. Lord, help him. You know, pastor pray for us, all of us. He prayed every day. He prayed for us. As he's praying for you, are you also praying for him? He's a man before he become a man of God. There are things in his life that is your prayer that will remove it. It's my prayer that will take it away. So we need to help each one another. I may know how to fast very well. Somebody may not know how to fast. I should be able to strengthen and say, okay, come, let's see how we we'll do it together. We can have prayer group that we call ourselves at midnight and say, are you up? Let's begin to intercede for our church. Let's intercede for ourselves. Let's intercede for those that are sick. We can connect. That is the essence of social media. And this age, people can stay on social media till midnight, even till the following day, without resting, but they cannot pray. That time to pray, they will be sleeping. But if they are on social media, they are chatting, they can be on till the following morning. They can be on their laptop, till the following, watching movie till the following morning. But we cannot spend one hour or 30 minutes to tarry in the place of God. So the Lord will help us. I'm very sure that if the Lord said, some of us here should drop our phone, for one week, some people will almost want to die. Yes, because A, you're, they say don't go to social media, don't touch, just leave it fast from social media. Many of us, we may want to give up. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. They are all inclusive. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. That we will do good this year in Jesus' name. Mephesians chapter 6, verse 8. I want us to look at this in uh, NLT. It said, remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slave or we are free. When you have this scripture at the back of your mind, that whatever you are doing, whatever I'm doing, the Lord will reward us. He will reward each one of us for the good we are doing. So we say do good. Doing good is a present continuous term. Doing good, it doesn't have end until the day God will call us back home. He said doing good, we must continue to do good. He said the Lord will reward. And when we know that the Lord himself will reward us, we know that he will reward us. Remember that he's faithful. That is why we sang that song. He's faithful. He's, God is a faithful God. And because he's faithful, he is a covenant-keeping God. He keeps to his word. And because he keeps to his word, ha, we have to be afraid of him. Because whatever he says, he comes to pass. He will do it. He will not change because of us. He's the same. So 
we need to have this at the back of our mind that he will reward us. And that is why Pastor Nas said on Sunday that whatever good we do is recorded in heaven. It's a register that is being recorded. And when we shall appear, the book will be opened and all the reward will be apportioned. And I'm sure everybody will not receive the same because your own reward may be different from my reward. What I have put in is possible your own is higher than my own. And on that day, it will be given accordingly. And we pray that our eye will be on the reward, not the applaud of men, not the praises of men, but on the reward. And it's God that have that final reward. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Okay. You see, in Isaiah 58, verse 6 and 7, you see, these people, they were fasting. And God told Isaiah, he said, this fast, this your people are doing. What kind of fast is this? He said, is this the fast that I have commanded you people to do? When you read from the preceding verse, before you get to this place, people were still keeping malice, hating themselves, and they are fasting. And, you know, in January like this, a lot of churches are fasting. Many of these fasts is just religious fasts. People still keep malice, and they are fasting. People keep grudges. They are fasting. And you say you are fasting. Remember that our fast does not affect God. When we fast, you only discipline the flesh so that your spiritual tentacle can be sharpened. You are not doing fast to help God. So when you fast, even though the church fast has not been declared, it doesn't mean that we should not fast. When you fast and you wait upon the Lord, you move from one step to another step. It takes you higher. Your spiritual tentacle is sharpened. We are talking about spirit of discernment. How can you get spirit of discernment when you don't wait upon the Lord? You don't sacrifice to wait upon the Lord. Discipline the flesh. Put the flesh under and wait upon the Lord. So now he said in this verse 6 and 7, he said, Is this not the fast that I have chosen to lose the bond of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? 7. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh? You see, Isaiah was discussing with the Lord and the Lord was telling him this to tell the people that the fast that you are fasting is to help those that are weak and strengthen those that are feeble-fitted. He said, this fast that I commanded you to fast is for you to break the yoke of the enemy. You see, this one, they are not praying for themselves now, is to fast and pray for their nation and pray for the people of the nation so that the yoke of the enemy will be taken off their neck. The heaven bodies to let oppressed go free. Those that are oppressed, demon oppressed. You see, if any man tells you, I'm not a prophet of doom, that demons does not exist, they exist. But we don't mention them because we know we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above principalities and power. If you are still afraid of demon, it means that your strength is small. It means that your light is not bright enough. If you are still afraid, because the Bible says, we are the light of the world. We are a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. So, and if we are seated where Christ is seated, then demon cannot torment us. Demon cannot manipulate us. 
So, it's to pray to deliver those that are oppressed by demon. Those fast is not for them, for their own elevation. It's to help those that are weak. So, now, this is Old Testament. So, if you want to say, oh, Jesus said this in the news. This is Old Testament, Isaiah. So, this thing, God has been interested in these things long ago. Not only in the New Testament. Long before Jesus came, God is interested that people fast and break the yokes of the enemy and bears another's, one another's burden and set the oppressed free. People are being oppressed here and there. So, tonight, anyone that is still having that kind of dream, the Lord deliver you tonight in Jesus' name. You are being set free. If you believe it, it happens to you. The Lord will give you understanding in Jesus' name. So the first was to care for the needy. And not only praying for the nations alone, it happened in the case of Job. Job, in Job chapter 42 verse 10, it was when he prayed for his friend that his deliverance came, his restoration came. How much do we pray for ourselves? He said he prayed for his friend. And the Lord restored Job. Job was restored when he prayed for his friend. After all he has went through. You know, his friend, they were mocking him now. Those his three, they, they were mocking him. They were always saying, if you are righteous, why would this thing happen to you? If you are in that position or in that condition, I'm sure you will not want to pray for your friend. I wouldn't want to pray for my... It's, we are getting this understanding now because we are seeing it that it happened. So now, he prayed for his friend and his restoration came. Lord, God himself restored and gave Job twice as much as he had before. Everything turned around for his good. So we pray tonight that the Lord will make us to be able to pray for our friends, for our enemy, for our brethren. Pray for your friend. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for everyone. As we pray for Nigeria, we are praying for everyone. So the Lord, because you are in Nigeria, and in your quiet time, in, your, in my quiet time, I need to remember my nation. You need to remember your nation because you belong here. So it means that some of us, our restoration has not come because we have not prayed for our friend. We have not prayed enough for our friend. So when he say he prayed for those his friend, you know, there are some people that you have, you've tagged. They are your enemy. You don't even have anything to do with them. You even wish them, if they can die, let, let them go and die. Now the Bible is saying that you pray, Job pray for them. We are taking a stand. We, are, we just want to take, borrow the mind of Job. He prayed for all his friends. And the Lord looked at him and said, ah, ah, this kind of man. So everything was restored. They said the, the children of Job that came later, the, the sons, they called them beautiful. They were beautiful. Everything was restored for him. The Lord will help us that we, we have this understanding in Jesus' name. So quickly, I, I take this, uh, this two scripture, then we close. Hebrew 13, verse 6. Give me amplify. He says, so we take comfort and I encourage and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can a man do to me? Do not forget because our God we take comfort and encourage and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my shepherd. You see, whatever we are doing, this can only be our boast because we are in the Lord. You said, the Lord is my helper. Our God is our helper. And because he's our helper, there is nothing 
that we cannot do for the sake of this God, of this our Father, because He's always willing, He's always available to help when we beckon on Him. He said, "When we, a songwriter said, when we run to Him, He runs to us, right? When we run to Him, He runs to us. So that is the kind of Father that we have. He's a helper, and in times of trouble, when we cry to Him, He hears us and He answers. So the Lord." In his infinite mercy, he wants us to do good because he's ready to do us good. That is why he's our helper. He's always ready to do us good. I pray that the Lord will continue to help us in Jesus' name. So finally, we take this last scripture, Hebrews 6 verse 10. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have showed to us his name. He's not quick to forget. In that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Okay, I want you to give me in uh, NLT. Okay, for God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him. Every good you do is him you are doing it to. He said he will not forget how hard you have worked for him. And how you have shown your love to him by caring for others. So when you care for others, you are, you are showing love to God. You are telling God that you love. He said, caring for other, other believers as you still do now. So it's a continuous term. It's a continuous exercise. We must not end it now. And say last year, all the good that I did for people, all the help people I helped, have they even remembered? They've not even called me to say thank you. Yes, it's even better they don't even say thank you. Because they say thank you, you have received the reward now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, you are happy. They've said thank you. God will say, okay, they've thanked you now. What do you want me to do? So, he said, God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard. It means that it may not be easy. How hard you have worked for him. And how you have shown your love to him by caring for others. It is my prayer and our prayer all that will care for one another this year. And when we care for one another, this church will have overflow outside. In one accord, people will start flooding here. Everywhere. I'm not saying we are not caring for one another, but when we increase the level, when we press more, when we do more, this place will not contain us. So we'll be talking about building the gallery. We'll be talking about extending this place. Why? Because of caring for one another. I pray that the Lord grant us the grace to do so. In Jesus' name. Can we bow our head? I don't know what you have heard tonight. Romans 12, 10 say, Love one another with brotherly affection. I'll do one another in showing honor. Love one another. is out of love. Let the Lord himself increase this love. Love fire in us this year. Let the Lord increase the fire of love in our hearts that we are running to outdo one another. Ah, I want to do more. Lord, the grace to do more. Endow your church. Endow each and every one of us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 
You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banek Squarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashankari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 703 You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.